Hello and welcome to the weekly recap. We're back for another week. Nick, hi, how are you? Alex, I am well. How are you? I'm doing great. That's doing great. great. Here on a tu- here on a Tuesday. Going up. We love these weekday episodes. On a now. Tuesday. Going up. It's going up. Are you drinking? I most certainly am and have been love for that. a while. I've love got a very oh, very dark beer. Oh, it's a small glass. I thought I it thought is. It was a yeah, big. it's no. Yeah, it looks <laughs> big when you hold it up. So it's I a taster. I want to start. I know Sarah's not drinking, so I know you you drank the whole thing. Sarah's not drinking. Are you kidding me? She's had two margaritas tonight. I had to drive her ass. Yeah, but home. the beers. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Where are you drinking margaritas at? Uh, she made them at home. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so I do want to start by saying I did have a black magic. Uh, from Voodoo today that was honestly one of the best stouts I've had in the last, let's say, quarantine. Uh, <laughs> the I mean, that's saying a lot. I feel like you've had a lot of stouts. I have, and I've had a lot of good stouts. You, um, do, love, you do love a stout. I it, Stout, it's always season, number one. Number it, two. Always, always. It's actually stout season so let's get at it let's is drink that, those dark it, beers is that, are we not are we is it like when fall starts is that what we're considering stout season like actual stout season yeah i would say anytime that the temperature doesn't get above 60 in a day i would call that stout season aka it was today. 65 today no yeah oh wow you're lying fake okay news. i i i didn't in honor leave of the, the election house. you are fake news <laughs> i didn't um, leave the house today so I'm, I'm I'm just kidding. I did go to Pet yeah. Smart, no, no, but. no. I'm ready. I have um. I have a. I have an other half stout that's been sitting in my closet for like six months. So I uh, I'm I'm excited to try. I might crack. Uh, I might crack one of those uh, black is beautifuls that I've been that have been in my fridge for you for like probably a two months. I would say no, not even. That's probably been a month, maybe. Oh, hmm. Let me see. No, no. Yeah, eh. <laughs> I would say six weeks. Fine, we'll meet in the middle. Six weeks. Okay, it's definitely yeah. been. It's definitely been at least six weeks. Perfect. But anyway, yeah, Perfect. one of them is definitely like one like cracked open, but it's fine. I'll just dump it. Um, no, I'm excited to try because I still haven't. I haven't had a single one of those yet, so I'm excited. to Oh try wow, that. really? Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't been anywhere that's like been making them. That was the only one that I was gonna. I haven't really been going to places that much, which makes sense. I mean, it is a lockdown, as it yeah. were. So the most fun thing about the black magic that I had earlier. Um, is the wax, right? So everybody, like, they're all different colors, right? Mm-hmm. And so this one was called honey wax. Okay. In quotations. I say in quotations because everybody on the interwebs calls it condom wax because it oh. looks it looks like a condom stretched over the bottle because it's, Ooh, like, uh, kind of see-through. And, no, yeah, it, it's like gross. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it is gross, but it is something that was very sought after. And it was the last barrel room collection release before quarantine. So I thought that today okay. would be a fitting day to try it because I feel like in fall at the time that you're, you know, walking around with a hoodie on and pants for the first time in months, it's, it's a good time to sit down and have a heavy hitter. So that's what I was drinking today. 
Uh, are you drinking anything today? No, not today. No, I um, I've been hitting it pretty hard, so I um decided to take a bit of a bit of a hiatus. Um, I am going to see a friend, an old friend, on Saturday, and he has some uh, he has some dream for me, and he has some some other Eastern PA beers that I'm excited to try. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to save up my energy for, for Saturday. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I am also, I am also saving my energy for Saturday. As you know, there is a little bit of an event going on at one of our favorite spots in the city. Uh, If you haven't heard of them before, uh, their name is dancing gnome. Yeah, actually, no, I just, it's so weird that you say that because I just heard about this place and I've been (laughs) wanting to try it. It sounds it sounds good. You know, I, I try to keep my expectations low because, you know, we've been burned before. True, true. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a new spot for us. It's it's a place that I really haven't experienced fully. Sure. And sure. I'm I'm very excited to kind of take it all in, you know, just just yeah. not not really going yeah. in with any expectations, not really excited about anything in particular. No. Just just knowing that I'm going to a new place. That we've never it's talked about good. on and this podcast, especially, dur- especially during quarantine. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting like, to get out and and I know that I'm going to be there with my lovely wife and we're going to have a wonderful day and it starts at eight a.m. and it's just going to be a. Is it going to be? It's going to be like freezing, right? Yes, yes, it is. It's going to oh, be like God. forty in Saturday? Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's going to be like forty. <laughs> oh my God, she's going to be so. Sarah's going to be so miserable. Oh uh, my God. So. <laughs> We're obviously talking about Dancing Gnome's anniversary party. I, I got to break character here. I'm sorry. I couldn't go yeah, on much God, longer. <laughs> that, that went on way too long. Uh, so you got to learn how to you got to learn how to to stop the joke when you're on top. You I know? I feel like we I, I feel like we just just barely went over the cliff, but you're still going over the cliff. That's the that's the metaphor that we need to use right now. Anyway, the point being, we went full Thelma and Louise on this on these hoes. <laughs> I just watched that movie during quarantine. It's uh, some parts are hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, interesting yeah. movie. It's a good movie though. Anyway, so yeah, so Dancing Gnome is having their fourth anniversary, which is insane. I can't believe that place has been open for four years. Uh, it seems like just yesterday we were going and getting uh, Asteroid and you know all of our faves. OBB and yeah, OBB. There's lots of Lustra, better one or two. Pounce etch. What I remember it, what it. I remember the first time they released etch. I was in line for it, and I was like, "This is going to be the greatest because it's an IPA and not a double." Because they did like a ton of doubles for a while there, and that was like yeah. the only hype releases. And then I was right. super excited about etch, and I was like, "Man, this beer is my favorite beer," you know. So yeah, it, it, it's exciting to, it's to be so able good. to celebrate. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not saying that it ever fell off like most people say about Dancing Gnome, which is weird. But I feel what? like a lot. Did I say that. I, I don't think. Okay, like so where? let me uh, let me let me reel that back in real quick here. I feel sure. like there are a lot of beer circles that say that Dancing Gnome fell off for a while there in the late 2018 to early 2020 range, and wow. it's weird because. I mean, I guess you do, you do like get set in your ways and your faves and, you know, but then you also have, 
you also have the other side of that, which is there's turnover at these places. Like the, the, the up and comers are, uh, what's the word I want to use? They're, uh, they're, they're combing the future of craft beer, right? So you have these people that are just starting out in the craft beer realm and they're going, you know what? I'm going to try this recipe. I'm going to try this recipe. This worked. Okay. We're going to do this then. And, and you go down the list, right? And then that person yeah. says, you know what? I kind of want to do this on my own, or I want to go to another place to try this. And I want to try to branch out. I want to do my own thing. I want to, I want to have less restrictions or I want to, I want to get out from under the, the umbrella of these places and experiment with something else. And then you have turnover. You have, you have brewers that are leaving these places and going out on their own, or they're, they're transferring to a different brewery and they're, they're taking their ideas with them. They're taking their expansion, their process, whatever that, whatever it is. And they're experiencing that elsewhere. So you have this kind of starting over period, right? And I think that that's where Dancing Gnome is in their process is they had a starting over period and now they're getting back to bringing the fire, right? Like they're, they're absolutely killing every release right now. I think that everything that they've done in the past six months has been better than the past year and a half before that. And I I'm just mm. saying that based on mm. like their, their standbys, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, Ginkgo, the tree from last month is the end all be all you have to have this dancing gnome beer. If you don't, you're, you're just a plebe and you're not a fan of the beer, the brewery. But at the same time, I think that they did things with spy dolphin and, uh, exquisite beast and infinite highway and all these regular beers that didn't work for a little while there. And it wasn't bad beer, but it was not, what most people were experiencing the first time they drank it or the second time they drank it or what people were lining up for two years ago, three years ago. So being able to celebrate a four year mark for a brewery like that, that has had some tumultuous times and, and kind of spreading their wings and and getting away from maybe the core of the people that started it or the core of the people that they had working there for the first couple of years and seeing them kind of get back to their game is Honestly, I think one of the more exciting things, I think that's something to really celebrate and actually have a conversation about because yeah, you can say that, Oh, the beer sucks now because blah, blah, blah left or whatever. But at the same time, you can also appreciate that they're trying new things. They're expanding their, their repertoire. They're trying to pull in a different audience by going the the route of the tree series and experimenting with different styles that they've never done and that kind of thing. So to me, the ebbs and flows of the industry really dictate fan bases. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing with, with this argument of like, oh, Dancing Gnome fell off or, you know, that kind of thing. Like everybody falls off, but you don't necessarily have to stay down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, that's such a, uh, I hate, I sometimes hate the, the like, craft beer people Um, the culture as it were the culture like (laughs) i like i think it's there's something to be said about like holding good breweries to like a high standard 
I don't know. It's like, if you don't, if you're not, I, I don't know why you need to like vocalize stuff like that. Like, I, I'm sure they want to know that people aren't, may, maybe aren't enjoying it as much. Like maybe they tried something and like, I think feedback is, a uh, is necessary as long as it's constructive and not like toss. I don't know. Just like the, the people's attitudes sometimes. I don't see, I like, I, I don't go on these like Facebook pages, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I don't really tend to listen to, to these people because I just, I don't like the culture around like, like how, like it can be elitist, which I mean, how many times have we had this conversation on this podcast? But like, um, yeah, it's just like, I, I like, what are you, what are you doing to help the, help the conversation? Like it, it's, it's one thing to kind of explain. And I think that's like, th- this kind of gets to, the issues that people have with like untapped and how like you can just like give a rating and then like, you don't have to say anything. Like, you, you're not required to, which, you know, it's fine. Like sometimes you just want to like know what you had and, but you know, it's like, if you're not, uh, it, it's not always helpful if a bunch of people, but that, but at the same time, it's like, if there's a big enough sample size, you, you generally like the, the actual quality of the beer will probably shake out. But but yeah, I mean, Untapped is is a is a whole is a whole thing. <laughs> I, mean, I think I don't I, know if we've talked about it for a while, but I feel like we've talked about it at length, but in the past, right? And yeah. so, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm not I'm not standing on the Dancing Gnome soapbox to to say that these people are wrong because I kind of understand where it's coming from, but if let's say one of our favorites recently four points puts out a subpar IPA, right? Mm -hmm. Just something standard that they know they can do well and they've done well in the past and it doesn't hit the right way or it's a bad batch of Fourth street or, or one of their standbys. Let's nobody is going to jump on them and, and criticize as tough as, somebody who was killing it for so long and then had a little dip and came back up like these fanboys are. Yeah. With dancing them, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm tempted to be like, let's see you do better, <laughs> which is so well, funny, but um, that's, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I haven't even noticed. That's the thing. It's like, maybe I'm just such a casual beer drinker that I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what any, I couldn't tell you anything about any of the doubles like you you have ones that you really enjoy there's some beers that i've had from them that i like know generally what it's supposed to taste like but like they're rotating through enough that it's like i don't know i just kind of like forget and i just don't really have the memory for that kind of thing but apparently people do and apparently it's not they haven't been up to par recently or in the past year and a half or so but like yeah it's not like it sometimes it just happens you know it's not like and it seems like from conversations that we've had before that they're always tweaking and everyone should always be tweaking because it's not like, like every hop batch is different. Like you're not going to get the same stuff. Like it's like, it's an art form. Like it's not, not every single one of your pieces is going to be, you know, the, the million dollar, you know, uh, trip to the bank. Like it's, you know, it's right. It's and a, I, it's a, it's an ever evolving process. And I think that 
if people like took that into account, they'd be like, hmm, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. But again, we we spend this entire podcast talking shit. So, well, it's the idea of like uh, I would say I would liken it to buying enough paint to cover the room, right? Where like you don't want to finish or you know finish three walls of a room when you're painting, and then have to go buy more paint for the fourth wall because it's going to look different from the other ones. Even though it's the same color, the same tint or whatever, it's never going to be exactly the same mixture, right? Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. you see yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like that's yeah, the yeah. that's the point that I'm trying to draw is that that's a decent analogy. That's a decent analogy, Nick. Good for you. I'm a smart. Um, Yay! Uh, Nick, no. Nick said something smart. Everyone drink. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's no. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it comes down to. Is like you you can be consistent a million times out of a million. But that one time that you're not consistent, people are calling your shit on it. And oh, that's good. That's the, good. I mean, I understand stan- that. The, 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 uh, the, the members of, of the Facebook groups, they will be on it. Yeah. They are absolutely. waiting. They're because waiting they have nothing for you to better to up. do. <laughs> they are waiting for you to slip up, just like we are. Exactly. But, and that's how we get content. <laughs> you're right. Uh, <laughs> welcome to, hashtag welcome to the content farm. All right, so I want to shift gears, and I want to talk about beers that I drank today. Uh, <laughs> no. I, please, no, please. I No, I'm all in. I'm all in for I, this. I will provide necessary commentary. I got to say, I got to say, I had a beer today that I didn't finish. Um, yes, pause for dramatic effect. Alex, I did not finish a beer I started today. What? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to preface like, this. Because, okay. Wait. No. Okay. I'm not even going to. Uh, oh, yeah. I want you to explain. Because I'm, this I'm going to preface this by saying the brewery that brews this beer has done a series of them. And the series up until this point was very good. Okay. The beer itself is a flavor that I am not a fan of. And that is okay. the basic reason why I didn't finish it is because of the adjunct that they used in the beer. Okay. It was not overpowering and the beer itself was pretty good, but the aftertaste made me want to vomit. Honestly. So did it taste like uh, bile? No, 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 no. So stomach acidy. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was definitely the adjunct that they used that I was tasting at the end of the beer. So I want to ask only you. Like, yeah, there's only like, t- I have two in mind that I think it is. It's a local brewery. Okay. And the series is a collab with another local company, not a brewery. Okay. So I'm going to give you as many hints as I can for you to guess this. Oh my God, wait. Is it that Grist House um, uh, Turner's collab? <laughs> Yes. I don't know what the last it one was. Is. I don't know what the last one what is. is. What, is what, was, what was the most recent one that they did? Utterly bananas. Oh, God. So, oh God. I got to oh, no. say, did I love Gris House. No, I Oh, too? God, no. No, that would Do they still been... do that where you like get a four pack and a thing of milk? Ugh. Yes. Yes, they do. But see, I don't know. Something about that, I like, I don't know. You just don't, you don't like banana flavor? I do like, not, not even like in banana flavor. or anything? Okay. 
I'm not I, a fan uh, of the see, fruit I, either, but see, I feel like the milk is it just is it just banana flavored milk or is it like banana split flavored or something like that? Yeah, it's like chocolate covered banana flavored or something okay. like that. So it was very chocolatey when you were drinking it. Okay. The issue is it's a porter, number one. So it's a little bit thinner, not as heavy. It was like six and a half percent or something like that. But all I got at the end of that was this gross, like runts banana. Mm. You know, you know how runts are, yeah. are like super fake fruit yeah, yeah, yeah. tasting. Yeah. That's what I got at the end of this beer. And I had a I mean, I made a valiant attempt to finish it. Like I took probably 50% of the can and I could not drink anymore. And Did Sarah agreed with me. No, I didn't gag. I, I, I still, again, I think the base beer would be great. And I do they've, like I mean, they've had, you've had, have you had the other ones? I forget. Yes. I think I might've had one. I think we've, I think I had like the f- very first one. Yeah. There I I've had, pre- I think I've had all of them actually. And, this one in particular was no fun. Honestly, I think that it is a fun collaboration series because they do a lot oh, of the, yeah. It's really it's 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 incredibly interesting. It's like yeah. it's a way for both of them to like What they need to do is the shaman with uh Turner's iced tea. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's really or do they do that already? Is that what is that what the shaman series is? But anyway, point being, Turner's and Grist House is a match made in heaven. This beer was a disaster. Absolutely terrible. I did not like it at all. And I will say that I struggled to get through as much of it as I could. And the rest of it went down the drain. So my, my thing is, I don't think bananas belong in beer in general. I've had a couple of other banana stouts that I've gotten through, but most of them are shared with other people. So I didn't have to drink the whole thing. This is the first banana porter that I've ever tried, and I will not go back. Uh, that is just what it's going to be for me. <laughs> yeah, I. F- so my thoughts are: wouldn't do a porter. Are they? Are they all porters? No, no, they've all That's been a- stouts up to this. Okay. Point. It maybe maybe it just didn't work. I, I'm what I'm assuming is like maybe it just didn't work in the in the stout base or something like maybe the the like bill the like malt bill or whatever or fucking i don't fucking know what i'm talking about but like i don't know maybe it just didn't work or maybe they just wanted to try something different because it's like like a more delicate flavor or something they didn't want to like oh, completely overpower it or something i don't know this is all speculation but right which makes sense I don't know. i've never I, had i would say I, that's I actually a pretty good to try it um it's crazy to me it is it's it's pretty wild to me that Gross House hasn't tried anything to open up. Yeah. Like, I mean, I admire them for it. Like, I'm sure, like, they're, they're, I, cause I know there's a coffee shop close to where I live that's been closed this entire time because they didn't want to put their employees at risk, which I understand. But I feel like it's, it would be so easy, so simple to do it at Gross House. There's so much space. But I mean, it's our, it's getting to the fall. It's getting cold. Like, we're pretty much wrapping this shit up. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Here's to here's to next summer. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll be back at Grist House. Um, They've but, been doing a yeah. lot of work at the Millville facility too. Like I, I've seen a lot of construction been, again, equipment. And, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I think that they're moves. they're making the most of a terrible situation. But yeah, I, I would think that they would be one of the places that you'd be like, yeah, you know what? It's a big outdoor area. Let's uh, yeah. let's see if we can make this somewhat feasible. But I mean, they're still making a bunch of shit, so they must be doing okay. So good for them for yeah. Yeah, I mean, there must have been a. a a decision made like a vocal like agreement between everyone that like hey maybe it's not the best maybe they just didn't want to have to deal with all the shit like the the we can be honest like the cinderlands the rollout of loggerlands was not you know the most seamless right um, yeah that and- one was kind of a train wreck um although i so- i did enjoy my experience there i felt like people were not following the rules and people were just doing whatever the hell they wanted and, and that kind of thing. Not to say that it was a perfect system to begin with, but yeah, like it might've been, I think it might've just been like too much for them to, to handle all at once. Like I, I think like maybe if they had scaled it back a bit, cause it's like, you have to take care of like the upper part, the lower part, like, Hooking for all of these people that you're permitting, like it's a lot for everyone to deal with. But I, I you know, I, with time, I'm I'm sure that place will will um, get a lot better. Um, yeah, and it's such a cool. And yeah, not like, to say I, like I had a I had a good time, and it's it's such a cool spot. Like, and it's yeah. it's really great. Um, and like, especially whenever all those biz like when they fill all those storefronts there and everything, like it'll be awesome. It'll be amazing. You can go shopping and then go grab a beer at Lagerlands, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like it, but well, actually I'm thinking of it. Oh, I miss hitchhiker hitchhikers open again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They oh opened this week. So they're I gotta um, get back there. I miss them. I think they're that, going- like though that, and I do miss gross house, grist houses stuff. But, like, all of the stuff I think they're putting out is, like, odd. Like, they always do, like, weird stuff. Like, it's never, like... I haven't seen, like, Fire on the Hill or, like, art the classics recently. Yeah, we mentioned this and, like, last week. And I don't want to do... I don't want to go get... Like, I had a friend text me about the uh, Seltza Drip Mimosa. And she was like, do you think this is going to be, like, bottle service? And I'm like, no. No, it's Because not. that's a seltzer... And bottle service is a sour, and I can't imagine it's going to be anywhere close. No. I, I And I haven't had, I haven't enjoyed any of their seltzers so far. Like, I, I, like- I don't know what it is. Like, I, I, it, it seems so simple, but for some reason, it's like, I feel like they're trying to do too much. I don't know. I haven't had, I would say, the, I think the only other craft seltzer that I've had in the city was before... Before, like, the lockdown happened, like, back in, like, January, February, I was at Couch a couple times and had their, like, actual seltzers, and they're, like, crystal clear, and it tastes, you know, in the same vein as, like, a White Claw and a Truly. So, like, that I enjoyed. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're doing. Like, it's just, it's for me, it's not appealing. And, like, that, and, like, I look at the reviews, and a lot of people like them, but I'm, like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we just have have much different tastes than than the majority. But then at the same time, I'm like, do you are you just rating it this because it's Grist House and you love Grist House? Like, you know, that's the other issue with Untapped. It's like I don't know, I don't know how how much to try, and I don't generally trust uh, 
untapped reviews. <laughs> I like to try it for myself. Sure. And I mean, I guess you got you, to you really kind of... But, but again, the, this is the conversation we had before. It's like, I can't. Like, I can't get... I'm not going to get a four-pack. Like, unless... The only, the only place that does, like, single can stuff is, like, Couch and... I think, like, another place I was at during quarantine had, like, single cans that you can buy that weren't, like, majorly, like, up, upcharged or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's just the, the uh, just the time. It's just the time. But. Yeah, but you can also, uh, so the other thing about Untapped with that is you can, you can gauge it based on how many reviews it has. Right, and, like, these right, yeah, it's from, always based on the sample size, yeah. These, these seltzers from Grist House have, like, 150 check-ins or something like that. Like when, well, when I'm at the making much, right, exactly. But I'm saying like when I'm at a, a bottle shop and I'm looking for something, maybe that's not from the area I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, this beer has a 4.2 on untapped, but it's 38,000 check-ins. That's, that's substantial. You're like, that's going to be, that's going to be probably a 4.2. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is, Oh, and like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I I don't know how many people actually still use untapped. So I don't know how many, I don't ever go on it. I I go on it occasionally to scroll and it's always just you. Right. But I see, (laughs) or I don't even know. I don't even use it to look up stuff. I'm just like, give me whatever. Like I'll try it. Like whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. And that's the thing. Like you have to, I I mean, you have to get out there. You have to experience it for yourself because nobody's going to make your opinion for you. Period. Yeah. But I, I get it. Period. I, it, and that's on period, sis. Oh. And that's on period. Um, <laughs> so you ha- let's get back to whatever. I don't even know where we're going with this. But um, so you had that banana stout or banana porter. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. No, a fan. no, I was not. What else did um, you have? You said you have you didn't finish a single beer. Or you didn't finish just what you didn't finish one of the beers is what you is that what you were saying? Yes, correct. Okay, that you, was the only beer that I didn't beer. finish. Okay. Um, what else did you have? Tell me about them. So I had the condom wax, uh, yeah. <laughs> black magic, yeah, phenomenal beer, phenomenal. It was the uh, black magic aged in rebel yell barrels. Uh, so that one was incredible. The uh, black magic series to me is one of the best stouts that you can get anywhere in my opinion i think that it's just a great beer that they do a lot of weird things with and Mm -hmm. it it works 99 percent of the time i think so the fact that they recently like the most recent release was aged in jameson barrels and that's a big name like jameson is not something that you just throw around generically you know that's Jameson is, they've been doing it for the longest in Ireland. Like, I, I mean, I don't know that a hundred percent, but that's a big name and they got Jameson barrels. They're doing like a big stout aged for what well, I think it was like 24 months or 27 months or something, some long amount of time. And I just can't wait to try this beer because I know that I drink Jameson. I like Jameson. And I know that the beer is going to complement the barrel, which I think that you get a little bit um, burned out on barrel aged stouts. So you can't have too many all at once or, or too many in a day or whatever. But 
there's something to be said about the process that Voodoo does to ensure that their barrel aging is top notch. And I think that they're one of the best at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, you always have hella stouts from, from, from Voodoo. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, they're, they're not one that I'm, I'm super well versed in, to be honest, Voodoo in general. Um, just because it's so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy to get to to from where you're at. I mean, it's, uh, it's easier than, uh, probably about the same. So was it just a day of stouts that that was, was that just, no, I had, uh, I had a sassafras that I found in the back of the fridge. Uh, which is the uh, dancing gnome tree from July, I think, or August, the session yeah. IPA. Uh, it was still really good. Um, I don't think that it's, uh, it should sit much longer than I let it sit, but I enjoyed it. And I think that uh, the tree series has been one of those exploratory series. And I, I really enjoy what they're doing with it. So there's, yeah, um, that's what I mean. I that so that was I think that my, that was my other point with this whole like dancing gnome thing. Like maybe people just don't like that they experiment so much or have been recently. So maybe that's why they're like this is shit. But they can't all be winners anyway. So yeah, I um, what did we, what did I do? This week? Well, yeah, let me tell you about my weekend. So yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to. Um, Stick City. I was actually at Stick City twice this weekend. The first time I was there to pick up beer. And then the second time I was there to drink. So I went antiquing on Sunday. So Saturday went up, picked up some beer. I picked up a four pack of this pail that they had, which was very good. Um, I'm looking up the name now because I feel like they'll probably have it for a while. So if anyone out there wants to take the trip to Mars, which it really isn't that far, to be honest. No, Stick City is Stick City is worth the trip too. I think so. I had um, actually, surprisingly enough, my favorite beer that I had when I was there drinking was Nelson Lakes, which is a pilsner. I really, really enjoyed it. Wow. Um, yeah. So they they serve them in these like big ass like mug glasses. I bought a smaller mug glass because they don't sell like the big, big ones that I guess hold like 16 ounces or 15 ounces. Um, but I do have a 10 ounce mug now that I really like. Um, it's one of those like dimpled mug glasses, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. So, so uh, I got a ste- uh, Steen, as it were, or Stein glass. Uh, so then I got a four pack of Imperial, which uh, shout out to Josh from Marino's American Eatery for that yes. collab. We love Marino's. Alcohol. We love Marino's. <laughs> this is now a Marino's Stan account. Yes. Brought to you Stan, by Marino's American Eatery. Oh my God. If Can you imagine if they ever sponsored us? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't do it. This is this is a garbage podcast, but um, yeah. So Imperial, it's literally just called Imperial, which I think is hilarious. Oh, um, I thought the name of the beer was Imperial Mustache. No, it's called. It's just called Imperial. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's that's even just better. Imperial. That's actually yeah. even better. <laughs> I know it's great. It's simple. It's it's evocative. You know, it's lovely. I um, 
Yeah, so I didn't try it because both times I was like, I can't get into this right now, and I'm, I'm assuming it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a ten ounce draft, so you can't, you can't get a full size pour. But, um, but yeah, I got four that we're gonna split that I'm really excited to try. I can't, I can't imagine I won't split it with someone because one of those and I'm out like a light. I yeah. guarantee it. <laughs> but um, so I also tried. What else did I get? I also got um, live simply, which is an ordinary bitter. It mostly tasted like just like a malty, like lager to me. I didn't get any sort of like, I know bitter isn't the flavor, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's, I, I'm just not familiar with that style. So maybe, maybe I got a good one, but it was just kind of like a, like an easy drinking. It's three and a, three and a half percent alcohol. So something you can really just put back. Um, they had a taco truck there and the guy was so annoying. Like he was I just, I don't know. I just did not enjoy this man that was like making all the food. Uh, also, <laughs> was not wearing a mask like at all. Like he was wearing one, but it was literally just like around his chin the entire time. And I'm like, okay, like I don't know what you guys do up up here in Mars, Pennsylvania, but you know, down in the city, they still don't know how to wear them. But I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, so I, you know, it was a good. It was overall a good experience. I had like three. I think I had three beers. I um. I wanted to try their session. They it was a pretty limited um, tap list, but you know I um, I enjoyed it. So I uh, I can't wait to go back. I I really enjoy the place. It's a lot of fun. I don't know what they're going to do in the winter. I can't imagine they're going to be open for seating. Uh, they have a lot of outdoor tables, so it might be limited. So if if, uh, if you've been planning a trip out there, I would I would do it soon before. We are all house ridden again because of the cold. So yeah, yeah, no, I but agree. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really excited to try the triple because the the pale was very very good. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, they had a lot of like odd. They only had the the pale, and then they had a session, and then they had the triple. I I really wish they would have had like a, a like a hazy, and then maybe like a double. But you know, they're a smaller place, and I. Uh, can't really expect too too much because they're still fairly new. So yeah, and I can appreciate like playing to your strengths in the area. I'm sure a lot of people aren't lining up for their doubles and stuff like that. But I, I feel like I've had enough beer from them to really get a good opinion of them. So I think that Stick City, uh, like Josh was saying, is a grossly underrated brewery, and the more stuff that they come out with, the the better they're going to be. I think that they're just experimenting a lot. They're doing a lot of different things, a lot of different styles. And the spot is really cool. Been there a couple of times. And once, uh, once we can, you know, really experience a place, I think that it'll be a good spot to go to for sure. Yeah, I agree. And it's not like as far as like, you know, Zealy or anything like that, at least from the city. So it's, uh, it's a good or uh, stop on the way, stop on the way back. You know, you're going up to Shoebrew, maybe get some lunch, grab a beer, and then stop at Stick City on your way back. But yeah, everyone was like super nice and super cool. It's really chill and like laid back. There's tons of parking, like no, um, and there's like tons of tables. Like both times we were there, Saturday and Sunday, they were busy but not overcrowded, which is honestly my favorite type of place. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm excited to try that triple. I don't know when that will be. I will probably take one to my friend's house this weekend. Um, 
I might leave it with him. I might try it. We'll see. Because it sounds like he has a lot of good stuff. Um, and I, uh, I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited I'd like to. I'd like to meet up with you before this weekend to uh, exchange the beer. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I'm really excited that you got some of it. To be honest, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Uh, super awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was. We were like there. And I was like, wait, I should just go there. And I did. And it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was, that was fun. That was, it was a, it was a good weekend. Good weekend. Um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Um, Yeah. I had, I have some stuff from threes and Finback that my friend brought back from New York that I'm really excited to try. I have a double from Finback that sounds delicious. Um, and I'm definitely going to try that at some point this weekend. So the uh, back to drinking, I'm 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 be ready. <laughs> Sounds like you got a pretty killer lineup, honestly. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I have uh, I have friends that live in high places and go to high places. So uh, I love taking advantage of that when I can. Awesome. Well, um, so. I did want to mention that I was on the Fueled by Hops podcast again this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, Ryan is super disappointed that you weren't able to make it. Um, I had a commitment. I had a I had an unexpected visitor uh, that I had to uh, deal with. So that is totally fine. Um, Ryan understands, next, but next he is time super I will, disappointed. <laughs> I will clear my schedule next time. I promise to clear my schedule. I hope he invites me back. Yeah, no. Uh, so we had a, was really, it just you two or was it? No, it was us and uh, Scottro again. Okay. Um, so, so is Scottro like a, is he like a standard now on that podcast? Yes. So they are going to be doing it. Those two every week. Okay. Um, so this, are you on it the whole time? Or are you like a first segment, like check in? Cause I, I listen to this podcast now that has like a first part of the app is like, they check it. He, she like checks in with someone and then moves on to like the main guest. No. So the, the first episode I was on, uh, Ryan did what's called extra credit after the episode. So the episode itself was about a, an hour and 40 minutes, but we were only recording for about an hour of that. So I was the first guest technically. And then he rolled into an interview that he had done with uh, Dennis from first sit brew box. Okay. The most recent episode that I was on, he had a extra credit piece after the hour that we did with, uh, Sufferfest brewing, which is a female owned brewery out of California. And a uh, super interesting story actually, but they're um, yeah, you should definitely go check out that episode whenever it airs because it's basically the same idea. Like he had a half hour um, interview with the owner. That Where plays, is he meeting these people? They, where is he meeting them? <laughs> fueled by hops, man. It's like, they're, they're a super connected community and uh, they actually, so, so Sufferfest from what he was telling me just got bought out by Sierra Nevada. And so now they are, they are part of the Sierra Nevada family, which is super cool. Like I I feel like they, um, he said that they've only been in business for like two, maybe three years. 
Yeah. And they got wow. bought out by Sierra Nevada already. Like that's Fuck. huge. And that's insane. But the cool thing is like, I guess that the owner is still in charge of day to day operations. So they didn't like sell it off and then fire a bunch of people and blah, that's blah, blah, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. So it's actually okay. their, they're their own thing, but they're under the Sierra Nevada blanket now, which is cool. So, yeah, I'm definitely sure a lot more resources. Yeah. Cool. Whenever that episode posts, I'm sure I'll be sharing it around our social media, but it's going to be probably two weeks from now. So, okay. cause Ryan just posted the first episode with me on Friday and this mm-hmm. is Tuesday. So go check that one out. We had a lot of fun. I think, uh, Scottro and Ryan are very good at, keeping the conversation going. They're very good at uh, feeding off of each other. Like the, the, the stuff that we talk about may not be exactly the, the most pertinent information, but it's a fun listen for sure. So I'm going to plug the field by hops V two podcast. Um, check out episodes 44 and 45, the new structure as it were post quarant or, you know, after quarantine started. Mm-hmm. So, those guys, uh, fueled by hops is one of my favorite communities online. Honestly, I got to say it's one of those places where there's no negativity, right? Like, like Ryan put the kibosh on that early. He said, you know what? This place is just going to be positive. I don't care what it is. You're not going to have a negative opinion about anything. And I've, I've seen people posting, pumpkin beers in August. And I go, you know what? That fucking sucks. Don't do that. But Ryan says, you know what? No, all is welcome. Drink whatever you want, post whatever you want. I just want it to be positive. So whenever it comes to like political posts or people getting angry in the comments or whatever, he shuts that shit down. And that's, that's the type of community that we kind of need at this point, because there are so many negative outlets and like I mean, us. I'm part of them. Uh, well, that's like what I'm us. saying is, yeah, we're, we're not necessarily the nicest people, but we also are fair. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and be ignorant to somebody over something stupid, but yeah. And I think like, as we've done this, we've learned that like, you can't really count anyone out and you, you like, I think we'll never be out of second chances. We're always willing to, to try you again. Yes. Um, I don't think any any brewery we've ever talked about has just has like completely um, like been rem- been blacklisted. Right. No, our, I, I absolutely agree. I think other that- than the obvious like racist owners, you know, big beer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So but that's that's a that's a different story. But yeah, no, no nowhere in Pittsburgh is uh, or really anywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that there are many breweries on our no fly list at this point. Yeah. Um, I will say there is a good chance that that might change in the future, but I'm not saying that there's anybody in specific that I'm thinking of. I'm just no, saying that there's no, we're, we're building a case against a specific brewery. If you can guess it, <laughs> you get a free beer on us. Right? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we are going we're to be fair with our reviews, but we're also going to be opinionated. And I think that that's important. Like I was saying to Ryan on the first time I was on, you have to be honest with these people because if somebody makes a shitty IPA and people are celebrating it, then they're going to keep making shitty IPAs. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, that's not acceptable at this point. I can think of a, I can think of a couple breweries. Like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, a couple. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say that on this podcast. No, no, that's no. Funny. I, I think that it is important art. to say that, 
That's I don't like a beer from somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no... Yeah, we're going to have a uh, half-hour Patreon episode, yeah, our episode Patreon, after uh, our... $5. It's only, it's only $5 a month. For the rest you of your life. To, you get us to... You get our... Yeah, for the rest you of your life. You get our uncut opinion. Our uncut opinions. <laughs> yeah. Uncensored... Um, yeah, no, no, fuck I, that. I, fuck I, like Patreon. Said, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say that like we're trying said, to monetize this. The the thing is. Oh my god, you've said that many times. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. No, like I said before, I think uh, criticism is good, but just don't be rude about it. Like, just be objective in your criticisms, and you know, it doesn't always have to be a passion project for you to take a shit on some beer that you don't like. You know, like, right? Move on. There's. So much beer out there that you could be trying. So stay mad. Yeah. Stay mad. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, like speak your mind. Hose mad. Get, bring that, get angry, get fired up, have, have an opinion, but at the same time, take the criticism coming back to you because I know that I've said some shitty things about beer and people opposite of me have said, you know what? This is the best beer I've ever had, or this is blah, 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 you know, whatever. But, there's no, uh, th- there's no way that you can just always be positive, right? There's absolutely no way because some of it sucks. Let's be honest. Some beer is bad. That's it. There are beers that like, uh, I said it on the podcast that I was on on Sunday, hitchhiker, right? Some of their beers are very good. Best in the best in the style. Honestly, they, they knock it out of the park. And then there are some that I do not like. Last week's episode, we had that hammer and lime, and it was yeah. all ginger. Like that's the only thing I could taste for like hours afterwards was just ginger, ginger, ginger. I don't like ginger, so why the fuck would I say that it's a good beer? That's yeah. The point is yeah. have an opinion, but don't just be because, an asshole yeah. about it. But it's not yeah. Just, if it's not like I don't think you can have an opinion on something or like a flavor that you don't like. That's uh, again, I get that. You know, it's like, no, you can have an opinion about it, but it it, it can't be the basis for your review. Sure. Right. That's the thing. I, I, I absolutely can have an opinion about anything and I will, but when it comes down to it, was it not a good beer? I don't know because all I could taste was ginger. Mm-hmm. And I don't like ginger. So uh, immediately that's a negative tick, right? Sure. It's the whole, it's the whole scale thing. Uh, you know, rating attractiveness is the same damn thing, yeah. right? Like you're Chick- sitting there saying before the egg. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're sitting there saying, Oh, this, uh, I don't like Brown hair. So the, the, the girl yeah. at the bar is a six instead of an eight or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it's that's what I said. Be objective, be obje- be as objective as you, as you possibly can. Exactly. Exactly. And learn how to recuse yourself when it's something that you don't have an opinion on. All or right. shouldn't have an opinion on. So coming into the fourth quarter of the podcast here, I want to talk about one more thing Okay. that I did send you some info about, Alex. And I don't know a whole lot about it yet, to be completely honest. But there are new breweries popping up all over the place. And we kind of touched forever. on this earlier with people moving or leaving uh, their current brewery and going and doing their own thing. One of the ones is Shorebird Brewing Company in Rocky River, Ohio, right? So they are just outside I love the of, name of that town. I would love to live there. They are just outside of Cleveland, Ohio to the West. Uh, so on the mm-hmm. far side of Cleveland, if you're coming from Pittsburgh, yeah. 
but their brewer is a former dancing gnome employee. His name is Scott. You can look it up on Instagram. It's Shorebird Brewing, Craft. I think. Shorebird, Shorebird Craft. Craft. Yeah. Sorry. Super excited to see what he does because he was the purveyor of the underscore series from Dancing Gnome, right? So I guess he was the brainchild or the, the I'm sorry, the underscore series was the brainchild of Scott. And so he is starting his own place out in Cleveland. And honestly, I'm super excited about it. I think that this is something that you're going to see more and more in this industry is the people that are making popular ideas branching out on their own. And I want to get a sour from Shorebird, right? So what uh, what are your opinions on that? I I think it's great. I mean, it I... It's it's sad because I don't know if we'll ever get uh, anything remotely like like the I like I think so fondly on like the underscore hype of 2018. Like I think I think back so fondly of it. Yep. Um, we really were out there like every what like. They were Thursday. Whatever, like they three were three th- weeks or whatever. Yeah, like, but they were always on Thursday, and we were always out yeah. there at like two p.m. Yeah. or yeah. one thirty. I was like standing in line after. <laughs> yeah, I, I um taking a half I, day at I, work. I, you I know. cracked my bumper driving <laughs> to get one of those. I did. <laughs> I think like, and I don't regret it. I don't regret a single moment of that because that was, I think, the first guava they did. And that shit was fire. Yes. Um, yes. No, I think it's great. I am I sad? Am I sad? Am I sad that Dancing Gnome might not ever put an underscore out again? Yes, of course I am. But who wouldn't be? At the same time, who wouldn't be? It's a great. At the same time, I I really like fell off. Like after a while, I was like, I don't want to get these anymore because I don't drink them. Like I don't drink a full four pack, and that's like you know. I and I've said this I think recently. Like I, I don't know. It's just it just I I was in it for a long time, and now I just. Just thinking about drinking a sour isn't as appealing to me anymore, which is fine. Um, but I'm excited for I'm excited for Scott, and I hope that I'm sure he'll do he'll do great things. I can't wait to visit. It's pretty. It's not it's not too far from here. So um, I, I love to have uh, an arsenal of breweries that I can go to in any region of the country. So kudos to him, and I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that. This type of stuff is happening everywhere. So the uh, even the local scene here with like Trace Brewing with uh, the guy that mm-hmm. opened Remnant from Massachusetts, like that's yeah, that's basically oh, like, it happens all the time. Yeah, like there's always like wasn't wasn't someone from Stone? Isn't someone from Stone like at Cinderlands or some shit like that? Or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the facts on that one, but it, it could be. It very well could be. Or like, because, so, yeah, I, no, I don't know. I, how many times we hear those stories all the time? Yeah, and it happens. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it happens weekly like, in this industry. Like, ha- I think it happens. It happens at like a lot of companies. It's like you don't stay in the same place for the whole, for you know that long. It's like it's it's fun to go around and experiment more. Like maybe you find uh, better people, better pay, better blah blah blah. You know, it's like. Yeah, but it also just trying to expand careers. It comes back to the idea that this is a community and not a competition, right? Like we've talked about this so many times on this podcast, 
But I think that the idea is, okay, yeah, Scott's going out on his own after brewing with Dancing Gnome. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go do his own thing in Cleveland. And you know what we're going to look for next is like a sour IPA collab from Shorebird mm-hmm. and Dancing Gnome. Like that, that just like that type of stuff is exciting because these guys are going to work together. They're, they, they left yeah. amicably. They're not sitting there like, Oh fuck this guy. Don't ever go to this brewery. They're sitting there going, yeah, go kick ass up in Cleveland and then come back and hang out with us and we'll brew some beer together. Like that's, that's really what we need to get back to is, is this, this celebration of the, the industry and, and the craft of it, right? Maybe dancing gnome said, Hey, we're not making sours anymore. And Scott was like, well, I'm going to go make sours somewhere else then. And Mm -hmm. they were like, okay, cool. Like no big deal. You know? So that's, that's super awesome. Like, I I think that that's the way you have to look at this is not that they're losing a friend. It's that they're gaining an ally, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. that can stand next to them whenever, whenever big beer comes knocking and says, Hey, you know what? Dancing gnome, we're taking your fucking shit and we're going to make it uh, publicly accessible all over the country and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like yeah. Ballast Point, right? Ballast Point sold for a billion fucking dollars, what, five years ago, four years ago? And yeah. now their product is shit and you can't find it anywhere. Like, I just walked through the beer aisle at a Giant Eagle and I didn't see Sculpin. Like, how the fuck hard is it to keep that on the shelves? Like, people are not buying big beer. People are fighting this system because they want the local stuff. They want the better craft beer. They want something that's super fresh. They want it that day. They want it now. And I think that these splits or these, uh, not, yeah, it's like not a breakup because it was it, because it ended amicably. It's like, uh, I guess it is like a breakup, but it just ended, it ended well and they remained friends. <laughs> yeah. You want to see these, uh, divestitures, right? Sure. Sure. Let's, let's say it that way. Right? Like you, yeah. you want to, you want to see these splits happen. Honestly, and, a, and a both per- parties, a- a very relevant term for the times that we're living in. Listen to the daily by the New York <laughs> times. Anyway, go ahead. So what I mean is you're, you're taking a plant that's doing well in the ground and you're splitting it into two plants and you're moving one halfway across the yard. It's like cell division. Yeah. It's like mitosis. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it is because they're mutually beneficial, but you're dividing them up and making more of them. So the, the craft beer scene is far from declining at this point. I think that everybody is realizing this now against all odds. It really is. Yeah. This is this, this pandemic and this uh, lockdown should have killed every one of these businesses, but they pivoted. They, they came back stronger and I hope that luckily for them, everyone needs alcohol to get through all this bullshit. I think that, uh, I think that it's great to support local. And I think that it's also great to support your local bottle shops and these places that are maybe getting place, getting beer in from other places, but they're selling it super fresh. They're making a, a a hype run at it. They're saying, Hey, you know what? We're only going to have this for a certain amount of time, or this is the first time we got them, or this is the last time we're going to get them for a long time or blah, 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 whatever. All it is, is appreciating what you can get. And the, the, the broader range is what everybody is going for right now. Right. Yeah. So precisely as we wind down in episode 119 of the weekly recap, we are almost to 120 episodes. Alex. Yeah. 
we need a substantial amount of Oktoberfest beers for next week. Okay. Okay. Next week. Yes. Yeah. Let's Ooh. figure it out. Let's just, we're going to, I'm going to pre-order a bunch of stuff. I'm going to drive around the city and pick it up next weekend. And we're going to drink a bunch of Oktoberfests and we're going to celebrate the fact that Germany really put beer on the map for the world. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss off, uh, off pod. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So anyway, next week is going to be our big Oktoberfest celebration. I'm going to speak it into existence right now. Thank you guys again for listening. Thank you all for tuning in to our silly ass podcasts about, uh, pop culture and craft beer. And, I love that you said pop culture first. <laughs> I really want you guys to understand that the guests that we have on are super fantastic people, and you should definitely be supporting them. Josh at Marino's, uh, Ryan at Fueled by Hops, uh, Phil, who is unemployed currently. Uh, the the rest of the people that we've talked to on this podcast, everybody really brings a lot to the table, and they're bringing you great beer. So let's... Uh, Let's raise a glass here, Alex, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. say we'll say cheers. Okay. We will say good night, good uh, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and we will see you next week. All right. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At the Weekly Recap on Instagram. At the Weekly Recap One on Twitter. Or email us at the Weekly Recap One at gmail.com. Yeah.